Welcome back to A Dragon Tamer's Fable. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, please do. This is a full-length novel, and you're going to get lost if you don't start with the prologue. In Chapter 29, Seb made changes with his advisors and the Dragon Tamer's Council. In this episode, Chapter 30, Lord Oril proposes an intriguing offer to Sebastian. Alright, let's dive in. Sebastian escaped to the library after his lessons later that afternoon. He had time before dinner and wanted to lay low until then. He knew Fauna was busy in the garden, and his mother was resting. He let Vivin off, and to his relief, Vivin agreed to meet him at dinner. Seb entered the library, and with a quick glance to either side of the quiet room, he believed he was alone. Seb began to whistle and strode over to a particular bookcase with one hand in his pocket. The rich notes echoed off of the high ceiling. He scanned the bookcase and found the novel he was looking for, a little out of his reach. He paused his whistling to do a vertical leap and grabbed the book easily. As soon as his feet touched the ground, he began whistling again, flipping through the leather-bound novel as he walked to the couch. He didn't look up from the book as he threw himself down on the settee, using the arm of the couch as a pillow. Only a brief moment passed before he felt the urge to look to his right. Seb nearly fell off of the settee. He was so startled. The elvish king was in the seat that was positioned towards the fireplace and away from the door, so Seb hadn't seen him. Seb blushed profusely and apologized. I am so sorry. I thought I was the only one who came in here at this time of the day. Lord O'Rell allowed himself an amused grin. I quite enjoy solace myself. Where are your guards? Seb asked realizing they weren't in the room. I managed to sneak away. It was strange hearing the elvish king speak so informally. He, too, had a book in his lap. Your whistling is lovely, Master Alor. You should do it more often. Sebastian shook his head. I don't like bothering people. The future regent went silent, sitting on the edge of the couch. He held the leather-bound novel in his hands and went to stand. Sorry to interrupt your reading. No, please stay. I would appreciate the chance for a candid conversation with you. Seb sat down awkwardly. He hadn't the foggiest idea what the elf would like to speak about candidly. He gazed into the fireplace for a distraction and wondered if it was even needed to be lit on such a lovely day. Suddenly, a flame flickered unusually. It almost appeared as if the flame was dancing. Seb shook his head and rubbed his eyes. He glanced at the fire again, and it really was dancing. Little figures made from fire skipped about in the flames. Seb shifted his gaze away from the fire in confusion. Something the matter? The elf's smooth voice asked. Um... Seb was dumbstruck. I think I'm just tired, sorry. Did you mean that? The elvish king nodded to the fire. He flicked his wrist, and flames leapt into his hand. Seb started in amazement. You haven't seen Venifi before, have you? No, that's incredible! Seb cried in excitement. Can I touch it? The elvish king instantly quenched the flames by closing his hand. Not unless you want to injure yourself. Venifi is magic, correct? Seb asked curiously, sitting on the edge of his seat in interest. It is, 
The elvish king inclined his head. Would you like to see more? Absolutely, I would. Zeb laughed as soon as he responded, feeling childish. <laughs> if you have the time. I do. The elf sat forward in his seat. Now, Master Alor, do you trust me? As much as one ruler can trust another ruler, Seb joked, and when the foreign king hesitated, he grinned. Yes, I trust you. The elvish king stood and approached the young man. He murmured words under his breath, and his right palm illuminated with sky-blue light. He placed his other hand on Seb's shoulder and held his hand over Seb's brow. More elvish words were whispered. The great tamer winced as he felt a sharp pinch where his gash was. The elf removed his hand, and the light was gone. Seb ran his fingers over the bridge of his nose, and the cut was gone. The king sat down again, and Seb asked, That's sorrow, Finifi, right? The elvish king raised his eyebrows in surprise. Yes, I am a highly trained sorrow. How do you know of sorrow, Vinifi, but have never seen Vinifi? My mother, Seb smiled sweetly. She doesn't talk about it, but she actually took elvish studies as her continued education. Lord Orwell took secret delight in the information, though he didn't show it. So, I know a few things about elvish culture. Not a lot, though, he added hastily. Would you like to? Sebastian blinked in surprise. Well, I'm learning more about elvish culture as part of my tutoring. But if you had the chance to learn it firsthand, would you? Lord Orel questioned seriously. I... Seb mumbled. I'd like to think I would. Then I have a proposition for you. The elf crossed one knee over the other, smoothing his elegant robes. I would like to extend an offer to continue your tutoring in Romovsi. Sebastian stared at the elf in surprise. Sorry? Traditionally, kings and queens are taught by their predecessors. If not their predecessors, then a close member of the royal family. The Rhydonian throne has been in disarray since around past. There is no one of proper regality to teach you here. Seb kept his eyes on the elf, thumbing his lip thoughtfully. Why? It's an interesting offer, of course, but I'd like to know why. Lord Orel inclined his head. I owe you a debt for saving Felicita. Seb shook his head and the elvish king continued. Whether you feel it is owed or not, you saved my only child's life. Tutoring you is nothing in comparison, but it is something. Seb remained silent. There is only so much a tutor can teach you in terms of acting like royalty. It is not an easy task, Master Alor. As a king myself, I have a plethora of knowledge on the subject. Aside from practicing social etiquette and formalities, the visit to Romofsi may be the most amount of freedom you have for quite possibly the duration of your life. And the great tamer is revered by the Romofsian people. You and Nocte will be adored, unhindered by the demands and expectations of the humans here. The offer became more and more tempting to the young man. Would Fauna come? The elf hesitated. I can educate a future king, but not a future queen, not as proficiently. Felicita would be the best person to teach her, and since my daughter refuses to return to Romofsi... Seb sat quietly and mulled over the conversation, 
he rubbed the back of his neck tensely. This kind of exchange is unprecedented, as far as I'm aware. It's not without benefit to you either. Seb rested an arm along the back of the settee. Rhydon hasn't been the best trading partner since Leo's father passed. If I'm trained by you, that could very well change. And it gives you a guarantee, Seb's honey-brown eyes flicked over to the Elvish King, that Felicita would be safe. If you have me in the Romofsi while your daughter remains here, it gives both countries insurance. Nothing can be done to her without threat to my life, and vice versa. Lord Oral's wizened eyes held Sebastian's. While some rulers would take your straightforward comment as an offense, I can see nothing but potential in you. With proper training, you will be an excellent king. You can strengthen the Rhydon's commerce exponentially with such a cunning mind. Seb twisted his leather bracelet, deep in thought. I only just brought my fiancé and mother to Magnitectus. It would be terrible of me to leave them. How soon is this, by the way? For how long? I plan to leave in a few days at the latest. I need to return to my country. You can follow after me if you prefer, and you may stay until near your coronation, if you wish. Seb shook his head. The princess is due in the new year, and I don't want to miss that. And I should at least finish my tutoring here. You will come to Romasi, then? The Elvish King inferred from Seb's musings. I need to discuss it with my family first. Vivin will need some time to form a detail of guards as well. You would learn best if you came with Nocte, alone. I understand it is an impossibility, but it is the reality. Seb smirked. Vivin would never let me go alone. Not to mention the uproar it would cause here. He chuckled. Though it would be nice to gain some independence again. Please understand, I would have guards posted to you, but they would be at your disposal. A servant entered the room suddenly and announced that dinner was being served shortly. The elf and the human stood. Consider my offer. It would be my pleasure to educate you in your royal duties. The king dipped his head respectfully. Seb felt a sharp stabbing pain to his chest and winced. Is something the matter? The elf stepped in to assist the great tamer if needed. Seb shook his head. It's just a wound from the battle. It's fine. You have a sorrow on hand, Lord Oral offered. I think it's healed, Seb grinned, even though the pain lingered. It will only take a moment to assess the wound. The same bright blue light he used to heal Seb's facial gash glowed in the palm of his hand. Seb hesitated, then unbuttoned his shirt partially. The sword wound had healed over for the most part, leaving an angry, half-healed scab. The elvish healer hovered his hand over the mark. Sudden, excruciating pain shot through Seb's chest, and he stumbled back. The elf looked at him gravely. You failed to let the muscle heal. It is damaged now. Permanently. Seb buttoned his shirt. What's it going to do? It is difficult to say. It will shorten your life, without a doubt. Weakening the vascular muscles can cause early cardiac distress. Seb looked down and shrugged. His expression was clear, but his voice was quiet and somewhat cold. Great tamers never live long, anyway. 
He made for the door and said over his shoulder, I'll speak with my family tonight and get back to you about the exchange. Perhaps it would be best to mull it over tonight and sleep on it. The Elvish King walked behind him. There is no point in bringing it before them if it isn't going to come to fruition. Sebastian nodded and left the topic for the evening. Fauna answered a knock at her bedroom door, expecting it to be her fiancé. It wasn't too long after they returned from the library. Seb probably wanted another kiss. However, to her surprise, it was a different tall figure. Your Majesty, Fauna said in surprise at the Elvish King. To what do I owe the honor? I was wondering if I could have a word with you, Miss Bine, regarding your fiancé. Fauna's eyes widened. Is he okay? Of course. May I? He motioned to her room, and Fauna stepped back, allowing him in. His guards remained outside. I apologize for alarming you. I shouldn't have assumed something was wrong. Fauna smiled sheepishly. She sat in the chair by her desk, while the elf sat in a comfortable reading chair. What is it about Seb, then? The Elvish King went on to explain his offer to Sebastian and how it would be best for her to stay and ride on and be taught by Felicita. Please understand that being taught by a king, especially in a country far from the pressures that exist here, is what is best for him. The elf crossed one knee over the other. That is not my sole reason to personally tutor him. Over the centuries, I have met multiple great tamers. From what I have observed, he is an excellent tamer. However, Fauna tensed, her smoky gray eyes focused on the elf with particular curiosity. However, he is in a unique situation. Not only is he a great tamer, but regent of Rhydon, and he has eliminated the danger of the Nin, for now. He could use guidance. There have been no other circumstances similar to this in my lifetime. Understand the pressure he is going to endure as both a king and a great tamer. Fauna pursed her lips. I know. Lord Oworld gazed at her with his deep blue eyes. The young woman looked out of her bedroom window to the dying light. I've been trying to think of how I can support him, but he's fiercely independent, and he rarely lets me know what's bothering him. Fauna bit her lip feeling she revealed too much. The elvish king sat forward in his seat. Let me assist you in that case. I will take him to Romofsi and provide him with the best education possible to succeed as a king and great tamer. He rubbed his forehead with a sigh. I would like to boost Rydon's economy if possible. Prince Leo's tenure left something to be desired on that front. He stood, Thank you for understanding. Fauna rose as well. Of course, I'll give him a push if he needs it. After all, I want him to succeed, and I think this is what's best for him. Fauna smiled kindly, despite her inner turmoil. When Sebastian brought up Lord Oril's offer to his mother, Fauna, Alice, and Vivin, 
Vivin was the main opposition. The women thought it was a wonderful idea. Studying in a foreign country under the tutelage of a benevolent king, it was perfect. Vivin had his reservations. Sebastian explained everything thoroughly, and that he would be safe as long as the princess resided in Rhydon. My main problem with it, the former mercenary confessed, is that I can't accompany you. I have too much work here to do, preparing for your inauguration. Alice is in the same boat. I don't know if I trust anyone else enough to send with you. Vivin sighed and sat down. They were in one of several drawing rooms. Sunlight filtered in through the arched windows. It was a gorgeous day outside, but Seb wanted their discussion indoors and private. I'll have Nocte with me. Let us go alone. Don't be silly, Seb. Vivin rolled his eyes. Lord Oril is leaving some of his guards here with his daughter. Why should I send you off without human guards? Because I'm not your daughter? Alice laughed, and Vivin exclaimed in exasperation, Could you be serious, please? Seb grinned, and Fauna went over to him, slipping an arm around his waist. You're definitely going then? The young man nodded as Fauna stroked the short beard he had been growing. If it's alright with you and mom, then I don't care what any of the advisors or council members think. Six months abroad, studying, sounds great. It is, so go. I'll handle things here. Fauna smiled. I'll go let him know then. See you in a bit. Seb left the room quickly, and all eyes turned to Fauna. The young woman noticed and looked away. She tried to hide the pain in her voice. What's another six months? We've already been apart for a year. Vivin patted her shoulder as he left to follow Sebastian. There was a soft knock at Lord Oral's door, and Grimmon stepped inside. Knox Vivin would like to speak with you, sir. Show him in. The royal elf was thrown off guard by the impromptu visit. He planned to leave the following day, and was reading peacefully, already packed. The tall, well-built human stepped inside and bowed his head. Pardon my interruption. It is no interruption at all, Master Vivin. The elvish king motioned for Vivin to take a seat, and he did so dubiously. How may I help you? The long-haired human continued to waver. He kept his hands folded in his lap, tensely. You mentioned that, should Alice or I ever need anything, we have but to ask. That's correct. The elf felt both intrigued and relieved that his debt to the human could be repaid. Please, ask. Thanks for listening to Chapter 30 of A Dragon Tamer's Fable. I can't believe we're this far already. Seb and Nocte are about to embark on an awesome adventure, and I can't wait for you to join them. If you're enjoying A Dragon Tamer's Fable, please share, subscribe, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're able to give a DTF an extra hand, please check out the support or merch tabs on the website. To stay up to date on content, check out a DTF podcast on Instagram or Facebook. As always, feel free to email dragontamerpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts, so don't be shy. Until next time, keep slaying. 
anything but dragons. <laughs>